This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. It's been a good day aboard the Oz-9. This morning, Colin made a delicious German chocolate cake and then cleaned up after himself. Albert laid his giant head on Leet's lap, and they dozed together in the sunshine-dappled swamp. Jesse, Madeline, and Olivia worked with each other to wrestle back control of the ship. Dr. Theo and Dr. Von Hobbesetzer figured out how to tame the plants, while Joe, the albatross, and Lebichon Frise cleaned up the destroyed crew room and made it useful again. If she's hurt, I'm going to shove every bottle of decongestant in that bandolier of yours up your nose and tap dance on the bottles. Just kidding. You would be assessing before you could remove the second bottle. Then my ghost will aerosolize you to death. You'll be so uncongested, your body won't stick together anymore. The so brave talking from the wobbly spanned English person. I had no idea the good speaking was so important to you. What? And wobbly spined? What does that even mean? Ooh. What? What? I have found an entire trunk of swimming goggles. Goggles. Why would they give us swimming goggles? Do they think we're going to land on a planet made entirely of liquid? How about something useful, like night vision? I would not like to swim in them. I think my head would be sinking. Put them away, Freeze. We have more important things to do. I did not know why you were so worried. You did not even know she was aboard the sheep. Of course I didn't know. I thought she was dead long ago. Now that I know she's not, I prefer she stay that way. I think you did not know her, though. Apparently not. I thought I did. I knew how she liked her tea. I knew how her mouth twitched when she was angry, but amused and didn't want to laugh. I knew how she had a birthmark on her neck that she wanted to remove, but I begged her not to. This is all very odd. Ooh, I must update the Wikipedias. What are you talking about? Never mind, I don't care. Why did you do this? What on earth compelled you? <laughs> Nothing on earth. This is only to do a special niceness for Leet. In space. For Leet? What's he got to do with it? Ah, uh, 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 you did not pay attention. He is every day in the memory storage. Listening to her. What? My God, is there no one on this ship I can trust? You are a strange man, Colleen. To take this so personal. Personally. Good God, where is Grandma Girl when you need her? Your English is ridiculous. <laughs> Mon Dieu. And how is your Francaise? Just shut up and keep searching. 
The crew have been hard at actual work, scouring the ship for whoever Frise liberated from her pod. Whomever. Holy Ron Howard! Did you hear that? Hear what, exactly? I don't know, but it sounded... right? Yes. As if suddenly, just for a moment, the universe... aligned. But who was that? And what were they aligning? What are you doing here? You're supposed to be on level 455. This is level 455. You're supposed to be on 330. We are! Or were. How did we manage to lose 115 levels? This ship is built like an M.C. Escher painting forged by drunken penguins. That penguins? Honestly, I don't know. It was the first thing that came to my mind. I don't think penguins drink. Uh, Alcohol, I mean. Maybe if they get a fermented fish by accident? Could we perhaps carry on the search? Have you found her yet? Nope. But we did find, like, six crates of ski goggles. We found swim goggles. Apparently, we're landing on the planet California. There's a planet California? Nope. Well, the two benign. Friendly, plants are on the move. What? Yeah. Heading upwards, it seems. They're slow. Which is good, because so are you lot. With luck, they'll meet the pod poppers and clean up after Madeline's most recent disaster. Is there really nothing you can do to help? No doubt she's disorientated, scared, and hopes for rescue. Hoping, hoping for rescue. Parallel construction. Colin, is it? Who the hell is that? I thought you knew her. Is that? Oui. Surprise! Who the hell is on my bridge? And why are you all on level 18? I told you to go up. Everyone to the bridge. Now. Olivia, round them up. Well, that should bring them running. <laughs> Lead is going to be so excited. Oh, he is a huge fan of the Grammar Girl podcast. Oh, that's nice. Is he a writer? No. Oh, well, learning English is a new language? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> no, more lonely. Personally, I think he started listening because he misunderstood the quick and dirty part of your podcast title. <laughs> I wonder if friend Colin will be more sad or relieved to see you, Miss Vogarty. He was expecting his dead wife, you see. Yes, so you said. It's a little creepy. So if you'd care to explain that, I'd appreciate it. Also, what year is it again? When we left Earth, it was 2142. Colin's wife isn't actually dead. She's in a pod, like you were. No, we, we thought she was who we, mm, Whom? <laughs> the person Lady Chantrice unthawed. Oh, I'm sorry. Not sure if it's who or whom there. Dr. Theo, when you're in casual conversations with friends, and they use the wrong name for, say, a particular type of mold... Do you judge them or require an apology? Well, actually, my friends don't get that wrong. Well, yeah, that that would require friends. Hey, mein Schimmelmann, <laughs> up top. Um. So, is Grammar Girl an inherited title passed down through generations or something? Wait, you said 2142? Oh, man. I have such a bone to pick with Oprah. Oh, why? What happened? 
Well, anyone who was a guest on the Oprah Winfrey Show got a gift certificate for cryogenic freezing. I thought it was a joke, so I went to some odd little town in Indiana to redeem it. I thought maybe I'd get something fun, like a car. Well, I handed the certificate over to the receptionist, and that's the last thing I remember. So, you are saying you are the original girl of the Gremel? Are you saying there have been others? What exactly is trademark registration for, I ask you? Is Oprah on this ship somewhere? Because I would like to have a word with her. Everybody off. Late first. <laughs> okay. Dismount. Ooh, that was a solid 9.8. We've really got to do something about your speed. You ever tried carrying Leet? It really is you. Hi. Oh, you must be Leet. Grammar Girl knows my name. Well, yes, I do. And I have one of those, too, actually. I'm Mignon Fogarty. And um, you can put me down now. Do I have to? I'd prefer it. That's not Glenda. That's a mustache. Yes, that's my mustache. Why is it here by itself? Oh, uh, yeah. Colin's invisible. Mostly. I mean, that toe down there is his, too. Wow. On second thought, maybe you can keep me up here for a while. Yay! You might have mentioned that whole invisible thing, doctors. You know, before I encountered the floating mustache with an English accent? Oh, apologies. We've sort of gotten used to it. Oh, happy birthday, Leet. Aw, that's sweet. Is it your birthday? Sure. Oh, uh, was that a yes or a no? We have no idea what day it is up here. It, it doesn't really matter, so we stopped trying to keep track. He's had like four birthdays in the last six months. Hi, I'm, I'm Captain Madeline. Oh, it's lovely to meet you, Captain. Lee, would you mind shifting me around a little bit so I can shake hands with the captain? Uh, sure. Colin is perfectly safe, I assure you, if you'd care to be put down. Actually, Leet is surprisingly comfortable. Uh, ahem? Oh no, another invisible Brit? That's our AI, Olivia. She's in charge of the ship. Hey! She's also extremely fond of Leet. Dangerously fond. I appreciate the warning, but could you please lean back and take your mustache with you? This is the best present ever. Well, you can't keep her. Excuse me? You're nearly out of food already. How are you going to feed her? She knows I'm not a puppy, right? Freeze, you really can't go around unthawing people? I'm pretty sure that's Frise. Are you an expert on English or French? Is everyone on this ship always so cranky? Yeah, whatever you do. Don't refer to yourself as benign. Well, I hadn't planned to, but now you've planted it in my brain. All right, mine Kindale. Back to the matter at hand. Or in Leeds arms, in this case. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it's funny, but today is a day of impossible things happening. What do you mean? Well, you're here because Freeze did something nice. That's not just unusual, that's impossible. He's an assassin. Beg your pardon? What? Two... My breakfast tasted good this morning. Not Grandma made it good, but at least not swampy, which is pretty impossible. And number three, you're still alive after... a long time. It's interesting that you include breakfast, but not the invisible Englishman in that list of... Aw, she disappeared. Ah, 
I was wondering if perhaps that might happen. Well, now I know so much more than I did this morning. <laughs> oh, uh, has anyone seen Joseph recently? What the hell just happened? Oh, darn it. I was planning to ask her about another thing versus another think. Actually, both are acceptable, but think is the older expression and more commonly used in the UK. She covered that on December 31st, 2020, uh, episode 804. Clearly, there wasn't much going on in 2020. May I assume my wife is safe in her pod in Pod Bay 3? But of course! So fussy, Englishman. You think everything on this ship is about you. So we're just going to gloss over the fact that a 200-plus-year-old woman vanished out of Leet's arms, are we? Yes, I think that's probably best. Leet, does she have a position on the phrase, resting on your laurels? I think so, actually. Uh, we can check memory storage. Ah, good, yes. Um, yeah, show me, will you? Because, you know, while laurels are a shrub, they're not a mold, uh, I, I still think they get a bad rap. Though I doubt resting on them would be very comfortable. You know, they're usually quite prickly. It's kind of strange that the Roman senators used them as wreaths on their heads. It didn't make any sense because he's super basic. Maybe that's why they're terrible. I'm not even going to comment on whatever just happened there except to say, did she hear me? It seemed like she did, right? N never mind, forget it. She popped out of Leet's arms and off my list of problems. So let's just carry on like the world no longer needs to know if it's further or farther or why flammable and inflammable mean the same thing and whether or not irregardless is a word and I may be hyperventilating, but that was Grammar Girl and she's sort of a hero at the Ron Howard School of Expository Sciences. Well, that was weird. Did that just happen or was I dreaming? Man, I have got to cut down on those circus peanuts. Welcome back, fair lady of letters. Hello, tall man painted gold and wearing short shorts. This seems like a stretch, but can you point the way to... sanity? Not reliably, but the exit is that way. Thank you. Um, what year is it? I am a god and infinite. Does that answer my question somehow? Well, whatever year it is, I hope Oprah's still alive because she owes me. Despite the fact that her phone is a century and a half old, the Lyft app still works, and Mignon Fogarty, otherwise known as Grammar Girl, is soon on her way to Montecito, California, and a long overdue rendezvous. Long may it now, that stink dang dog gone it, that's the last time, and I mean it. It's not my fault your puppet's to a master race. Your time is coming. Well, until then, for hundred. Donna, let it rest a bit, okay? Our last showers were a dip in the campground lake, which is probably 80% junior camper pee. So, why don't you locate the ladies' section? <laughs> <laughs> Lady section. <laughs> Sweetheart, the lady section is 458 stairs that away. Turn left and straight on till you hit the kitchens. Because that's where the women make the food. <laughs> Felonius, 
you ruin a sweet little smackdown faster than an unforeseen technicality and prenup. Take a seat! Hmm, we'll come back to your kitchen comment later, but let's for a moment pretend you're not talking rancid dugong bollocks. Dugong? It was the first thing that, that came to mind. May I? Sorry. Thank you. As I was saying... Oh, damn it. I've lost the thread. There are times when you just need a narrator to remind you of the... Hmm? I like her. She gets it. Rancid Dugong Bollocks. Yes, no, before that bit. The bit, the... the right, um... Uh, no. Oh, no good. Oh, have you seen my cane? Anywhere? That stick with the fluorescent light at the end? No. Ah, oh, never mind. It'll turn up eventually. Mr. Southers, are you meaning to tell us the plants are the architects of this place? Eh, not exactly. They were the first ones down here and had it to themselves for a millennia. Then I believe some explorers stumbled on it. And they built the showertorium? Oh, hell no. They were miracle grow ten minutes after they stumbled in. After the explorers came some uh, prospectors. And they built the showertorium? Well, I wouldn't say so. They didn't so much lay the foundation as uh, lay down and become the foundation. <laughs> so, not really. Is it wise to tell them the entire story of this place? No. Uh, yes, you know, I think the more important question is, is it interesting? Hmm? Because I certainly could use a copper and a lie down if anyone's offering. Long after the prospectors turned into the kind of thing a dust-covered nerd digs up with a toothbrush and tweezers, along came the settlers. And they died too? Eventually, most of them but generally of dysentery and, you know, ripe old age. They settled up top. Most of the folks up there didn't even know about cellar dwellers down here. They'd lose a cow or an idiot son or maybe a cross-country team time to time, but eh, they mostly didn't question it. Okay, so do do tell us, who did build the showertorium then? Hmm? Surely not the plants themselves. (laughs) Wait, did you say most of them died? Well, now... Looks like at least one of you was paying attention. Well, ladies and gents, while I do appreciate your rapt attention, my tongue is crying out for a whiskey that's as neat as a dandy sucker or nearly as old as this place, so I am heading upstairs. Why don't the rest of y'all do yourselves and anyone within smell shot of you a favor and take advantage of the showers? It sure smells like y'all could use a good hosing down. Maybe you drag through a potpourri factory, I don't know. Get rid of it. Do your duty. Uh, well, that's not what I asked for, but... But, you know, I wouldn't mind a quick mop-up before lunch. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there will be lunch at some point, will there? Hmm? A bit of brie and wine, perhaps. Like a bit of brie after a shine. Good for the complexion. I'm posting guards outside that door. We can't have you flailing about, telling everyone about the showertorium. So we're prisoners. Again. Phew. Bring that wine down an octave before this place is overrun with dogs. You're our guests, Benny boy. Come and go as you like, but run away or bring down the law and you'll never find out what's truly going on here and what it means for every human being on this brown and scabby and bald and knuckle we call Earth. 
Let's go, Polonius. We out. Why do you constantly undermine me? I said I'd post guards. Polonius, the best guard you got left is Wild-Eyed Charlie, and he can fire the ocean and miss. Most have gone up already. Oh, good lord. Why in Providence do you smell like chocolate milk? I can taste you from here. So now what do we do? Mrs. Sheffield, should you really be rifling through the cabinets? Hmm? Oh my god. These soaps. Sunderland. Blueberry, apple, oatmeal, honey, and dizzle, strawberry, and cream. Oh, these boys know how to shower. Oh. oh, check out the towels. It's like rubbing a baby rabbit on your skin. And look at this. what I call absorbent. Oh, it doesn't so much dry up moisture as attack it and make it beg for mercy. Oh. Are you two finished? Oh my god, what is that smell? Uh-huh. That's the... Hang on. Peppermint Crested Peacock Honey and Lotus Flower Essential Body Oil for replacing lost fluids after use of a showertorium towel. You'd think they'd just make the towels less aggressive. It smells incredible. Oh, look at that. I put it on my skin and I can feel the cells regenerating. Hey! Mm. Donna, I've never known peacocks to, to make honey. Uh, oh, I read it wrong. There's a comma between crested peacocks and honey. Hey! Ben's right. We should at least explore this place. Does that mean peacocks are an ingredient? Ugh. <sighs> well, um, perhaps I'll, I'll shower another time when, when I can bring my good old peacock-free yardling bar. What's this? Oh! Let's spread out and see if we can find anything useful. Uh, does this showertorium connect to the caves somehow? It has to, right? Then why did Felonius bring us the long way round? Hmm. Yeah, perhaps he was just hoping we'd set off the alarms. Hey, I think the showers get older as you go back. Uh, the ones up there are all stainless steel, but these are made of wood. I think some of the ones in back are made of stone. Southers did say they're ancient. I'm not finding anything useful. Anyone? Oh, goodness! Find anything interesting, Donna? Looks like what's left of a D.B. Cooper, according to the wallet on the chair. I'm afraid there's just not much down here. No wonder Southers left us alone down here. I might have found something. Uh, it wasn't made out of an endangered species, was it? I do love the animals, so. I guess that depends on your definition. I opened the furnace and found a piece of a sweatshirt. A sweatshirt? Down here? 
I found 11 gold cufflinks in the shower drains and a Rolex someone dropped. As when this is all over, I must remember to come back with a metal detector. I can't imagine anyone coming near this place in a sweatshirt. Given the charred bone fragments inside it, I don't think sweatshirt person came here willingly. And I'm damn sure they never left. What's that on the front? I was trying to make that out. It looks like a crest. Like, from a university? You think some college kids stumbled into this place and got themselves killed? Hmm. You know, I've seen that crest somewhere before. Oh, Uh, oh, no, surely not. Why, uh, you can barely tell what it says. There are letters on it, but they're so burned. Uh, Can I just ask, is that first one an M? Or is it Yeah, that looks like it. This one looks like an E, doesn't it? (gasps) What was that? What was what? I didn't hear anything. A did. A sort of a scraping noise. There it was again! I don't hear it. Do you, Ben? Yes, oddly, Donna. You, and only you, seem to be hearing this. Huh? Hey, Julie? I do have exceptional hearing. Um, my bird-watching club used to send me out as the advanced scout. Oh, did they? Indeed. That makes sense. You hardly make a sound when you walk, too. Uh, dance lessons? Donna, I suspect there's something you're not telling us. Hmm? Excuse me! Goodness. my... I told you I heard something. My God, it's a good thing I had that cardio booster installed. (laughs) Where did you come from? And what the devil... Sorry, that's probably a a bit close to home, isn't it? (laughs) What are you carrying? I wanted some candies from this small device at the 7-Eleven, and now my hand appears to be stuck. Could one of you... Unburden me from this machine. The tiny Thunberg warbler, with its bright, clever song and long, silky feathers, is the first one up and singing on this stark winter morning on the mountain. Soon it will begin its daily search for small bugs to eat, ridding the surrounding forests of minor pests and nuisances. Ah, so, sorry, I was just completing an audition tape for the BBC. I've been watching these people for months now, and I have to think their luck is about to run out. If anyone hears of an opening that's at least a level above Carnival Barker, would you let me know? Many thanks to our very special guest, Mignon Fogarty, educator, author, speaker, and host of the brilliant, award-winning Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips to Better Writing podcast. You've been listening to Lee Shackelford as Pluto, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Bonnie Brantley as Donna, Erie Alexander as Julie, Aaron Clark as Ben and Libby Chanfrise, Eric Perry as Mr. Southers and Dr. Von Habesetzer. Mignon Fogarty as The Mime. Kevin Hall as Felonius and Greg. David S. Deere as Dr. Theo Brome. Tim Sherburn as Colin. Richard Cowan as Leet. June Clark Eubanks as The Albatross. Shannon Perry as Madeline and Olivia. And me, Richard Nadalny, as your narrator. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out.
What the hell are dugong bollocks anyway? The Grammar Girl podcast is for people who love language. I call it a couch, and you might call it a sofa, but my parents called it a Davenport because of the A.H. Davenport Company, a Midwest... And it's for people who want to write better. Semicolons go between main clauses, two things that could be sentences by themselves, but they have to be real. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. Find the Grammar Girl podcast wherever fine podcasts are free. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, Moonbase, wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps, the bits they'd forgotten about or thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart is on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out, the final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta Out.